Salutations, everybody. Salutations. I'm wearing my mask. If you can't tell. It's Tuesday. Which means it's Instagram crew day. I'm here before you guys to talk about a few good topics, but I won't lie to you. I won't be here for both hours. I won't be here for the two hours that I typically am with you guys. Um, I'll just keep it short and simple. There's a lot of personal stuff going on and um, I don't feel like I would be any use to you guys without checking these things off the list first. So uh, unfortunately, we are gonna be keeping this week's Instagram live to a hour long. Um, hopefully I can get through these topics and get through everything without, uh, without hiccups. Yeah, I had a whole, uh, a whole thing like, uh, worked out already. Sorry, listen to that music. That's, uh, that's dream death to the ocean bringing us in. I'll put that in, in the description bar below. Ugh, man. Get this off my head. Get this off of my head. This uh, bandana that you guys see me wearing, you can find it over there at American Warrior Apparel, or Apparel, however you pronounce it. It's, uh, they have a sale going on. It's like three for 20 or 25 bucks or so. I got myself three of them. And the reason I wanted to start this transmission off is because as we've passed the Rubicon with the coronavirus and more, we still see people wearing masks. This past weekend, I had to go about town and they mandated masks and I don't wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask, but I wear a face covering simply so I can pull it down and tell you guys that it's a bunch of bullshit. Um, but I wanted to start this transmission off wearing that so that you guys know that if in the event that you do have to go out, wear something where you can still communicate in the three dimensional about everything else that's going on. Uh, people are aware that this is a hoax, but unless you start actually having like conversations with people about, you know, things like the virus, uh, the authoritarian power grab that we've seen from governors, the lockdowns and things like that more, unless you actually initiate that conversation, people are going to kind of shy away from things. So the best way to do that, if you ask me, is to use things like a face mask uh, to, 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 again, raise awareness in the three-dimensional world. I think we get so fired up or so worked up trying to have these type of discussions on uh, social media that we forget that we really should be trying to communicate with people um, in the real world. Now... I gotta. I feel like I should just go ahead and tell you guys kind of like what's on my mind, and then I'll I'll, I'll fly through the updates and the topics and things like that. Um, yesterday, I basically like I had a great weekend with my with with my family, girlfriend's family, all kinds of stuff. Got all kinds of uh, brownie points for, you know, basically being a fucking man. And this past Monday, I met with a friend of mine childhood friend of mine who may be watching right now and essentially she became a victim of domestic violence overnight she became like a statistic and everything she was telling me was just textbook of somebody that's been abused and victimized by an abuser and what's even crazier about it guys is the abuser is a, is a cop so even if you know we did want to try to go about this illegal way She's got her cop buddies basically 
covering up the beating. And so that's what I got to go deal with after I get done talking with you guys. It really hit home. Uh, and I've just got to, I've just got to figure out how to deal with it. So I won't be here with you guys talking about things. I'm going to be dealing with other things here locally. Um, and that's just, you know, it's, it's a darn shame, dude, on so many levels. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about it because it breaks my heart. I don't want to bring it up because it makes my, uh, it really, it really hurts. Uh, this is somebody I care about and seeing this type of nonsense, you just want to put a bullet in this person, but then you realize like the bullet you're going to be putting into somebody, that's a cop. So you can't do that type of stuff and you can't jump this person because well, they're a cop. And so this is, this is, this is the bond that I found myself in. So I'll figure out what to do with that. And if it seems like I'm a little melancholy or a little bit, uh, not as fired up, that's, that's, that's why is because in the back of my head, I got that to deal with after I get done dealing with, uh, talking with you guys. So this is the life that, uh, this is 2020, man. You know, this is 2020 where police officers can beat their girlfriends and their wives and get away with it because, well, they're cops. See, it's a darn shame. It's a darn shame. Uh, so here, let me go ahead and flat through some of these updates. Let me tell you the topics and I'll go through these updates. We're going to be talking about psychedelics, pharmaceuticals, the suicide spirit, what I talked a lot about last year, um, spiritual solutions to a political problem, the division in society, uh, as well as how the cabal is connected. These are all questions that people have asked me. Um, and I've inserted a few things that I want to talk to you guys about, namely the suicide spirit and spiritual warfare. Uh, just last week, listeners of the flagship show, the flagship podcast, you guys listened to me uh, play. Uh, Pastor Scott Adams talking about self-pity and how it's a a selfish degenerative disease. Um, and if you guys didn't listen to that, I'll try to put that link in the description bar below with this episode so you can go listen to it. It's like an hour long and it's fantastic when you listen to it because he breaks down uh, not only like the emotional and the psychological aspects of, of, of self-pity, but also the language of depression and so much more. I think it's very prevalent to uh, what we're, what, what's going on in society today. So a few quick updates. Where's my CBD oil? There you go. A few quick updates. New Leaf Naturals. Boop. Boop. Yeah, let me put it over here in the corner. Right there. Bam. <laughs> New Leaf Naturals. Um, they're one of our suppliers. They're one of our, uh, I don't want to say they're one of our sponsors because we that means we would have to make like a decent amount of money from them. We hardly don't. <laughs> But we carry them because you see a lot of these pharmaceuticals and things being promoted to people. Uh, and I'm not for pharmaceuticals. I'm like actually anti-pharmaceuticals. I promote like vitamin Z, uh, vitamins, nutraceuticals, supplements, and things of this nature. And New Live Naturals is just that. Um, on top of that being American made, man. I mean, how much better does it get than that? Made in America. I think it's grown in California, shipped to Colorado, and then it's like sent nationwide. So if you guys are looking for things to calm yourself down with all this stressful stuff that's going on, look at a New Leaf Naturals, man. I'm going to be talking about that this week on the podcast episode as well, because I think a lot of people are beginning to see the, 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 the mental and emotional damage that is coming with the lockdown. Trump talked about this whenever he said, look, you want a lockdown, you want to shut this country down, there's going to be death. There's going to be death, death, death. And we've reported on that uh, from 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 pharmaceuticals being consumed, to alcoholism rising, to child sex abuse rising, to now right here, I'm going to read you guys this article title, 
says the high cost of locking down America. Quote, we've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. So if you don't want to blow your brains out, you want to be able to control your mind, you don't want to be able to re react to things like negatively, get yourself some CBD oil. Calm down. You get me? Go for a walk. Jesus Christ. Now, this next thing, <laughs> this next thing that I have here, guys, I don't think I'll be able to, I won't be able to pick that up and place it here as easily. Boom. Oh, bam. There you go. 30 days food supply. We had a lot of people over there saying, oh, I never got my food, bro. Oh, dude, these guys just took my money. Oh, dude, there's no such thing as durable foods. They're, they're all out. I'm going to be doing a promo in the next couple of days where I rip open this container. Do it right now. Rip open this container. Ah! Pull out a whole bunch of foods. And then just talk to you guys about like what's in here. You know, from long grain white rice to creamy chicken flavored rice. Um, you know, they got beef stroganoff. They got all kinds of stuff in there. So I'm going to be doing a promo for our struggle goods that have come in. Currently right now, we have, I think, like 16 weeks worth. Um, I'm going to be getting like another another couple weeks worth here in a minute too just cause because the food shortages are coming so I'll talk about all that when I do the actual promo uh, but get yourself prepared there's no other way to say it get yourself some CBD oil get yourself some storable goods get yourself some vitamins and supplements get yourself like a water filtration unit get yourself like an air filtration unit match your awareness with preparedness don't sit up over here and see all these things going down get scared and then just shut down you see, we try to provide, <laughs> we try to provide solutions. You get me? Like one of the things I'm going to talk about, if I could, we've already wasted too much time. If I could get down here to talking about reducing 5G radiation exposure and protecting ourselves, right? Why do you think we promote the anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding stickers? Why do you think we promote anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding clothing? Why do you think we promote the fabric? Why do you think we look at all the different things that are at your disposal? Because two, three years ago, that wasn't a discussion. Two, three years ago, we didn't think that we needed to protect ourselves against Wi-Fi radiation. So what we do over here is we see these problems, we try to come up with practical solutions, and yeah, they may not be the end-all be-all, but it's creating that narrative the stepping, the stepping stone towards solutions and answers, that's important. You got a lot of fatalists over here in the community that think, oh, I'm being killed by 5G. Where the hell is my shield? Oh, this doesn't work for me. I guess I'm just going to die. You stupid bastard. You have to understand that it takes small steps to get to that end goal. We have to have the EMF shields. We have to have the clothing. We, we have to, we'll, we'll work up to paint. We'll work up to cases. We have to work up to these things. And it starts with all these different things that you guys see me covering. Ugh, these are still just the updates, guys. Um, I still haven't even gotten directly into the topics. You know, I wanted to briefly talk about shifting, like I said, taking that week off from operating primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all these other things to operate on Minds, Parlor, and Billy Carson's United 99. We had a lot of people saying, oh my God, I can't believe you're working with Billy Carson. How could you? He's a shill. He's an alien. No, 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 no. He only talks to us about the, is, is the Anunnaki. Again, people really have to understand the stepping stones towards solutions that we have to have. The very same people saying, don't do this, hardly offer any alternatives. And you really have to understand that mindset. 
how we have a lot of fatalists here who think they know every damn thing but won't try anything. And when I get up over here and tell you, I've tried this, I've tried that, I failed here, we need to do this, we need to do this. That's experience. That's stuff that people can take. You get me? So sure, yeah, hate Billy Carson for as much as you want. I guess he's still up over there being successful, having his own program, having his own platform, and we'll do the same. But we've got to understand that stepping stone process. You get me? It's a real thing. Uh, creating our own web app, that's something I'm going to be doing next month is creating a web app and seeing for the next six months after creating the web app, how the traffic is there, how the community is there, how uh, just, just we're gonna build the web app and we're gonna see how we can try to migrate from Instagram or at least save some of the stuff that we've built over here on Instagram and migrate it to this web app that we're developing. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the in the background, guys. There's nothing to really else say besides that is we're trying to do everything we can within our powers and within the time frame that we have. But whenever we're working against, you know, fatalists, nihilists, people who could care less about actually, you know, getting some skin in the game. They want everybody else to sacrifice and do all the work. You know, it makes it real difficult. So this type of work, you have to recognize your own wins. So uh, with that being said, if you guys want to support this operation without getting involved in all that extra stuff, think about joining our Patreon exclusive member program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Join us. We have like a, a dollar program, a dollar tier, a $5 tier, $10 tier. We have all kinds of different tiers for however you want to get involved. If you want to be part of the chat, there's a tier for that. You want to be a part of the development, there's a tier for that. You just want to support the operation, there's a tier for that. Patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Support us today. So, topics. I wanted to start this transmission off talking, to, talking about um, the New Mexico Leaders in Mindfulness Conference. That was something I went, in, I went to last year. And listeners that have been listening that long, you've heard me talk about how I felt like a savage walking into an Amazonian goddess's like tent. Because what we do is, we have a, I've, I've learned that we have a very aggressive spiritual a very aggressive spirituality. I'm learning that. Not everybody else is as fired up as me all the time. It's cool. When I went to the New Mexico Leadership Conference, I got humbled. What's is, is the easiest way to say it? I got humbled. I found some of my notes. And not only did we talk about financial literacy, but uh, also conscious capitalism and things of this nature. Um, I took place in a meditation. I sat like in a group full of people. It's like a group meditation. And I talked about the process when it went down, how I could feel as they locked the doors, the energy be trapped in the room. I could feel people's eyes shutting down, surrendering to that, 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 greater, that greater emotion. And I could just feel myself becoming like more and more anxious as I had to realize I have to close my eyes. It's now my turn to surrender to this overwhelming love. And being the type of person I am, surrendering, submission, compliance, any of that type of stuff, it was very difficult for me. So to embrace it in a spiritual fashion, surrounded by all these different type of people, it was very crazy. It was very crazy. And then the following day when I went to the conference, you know, it was just, it was a four different, four or six different rooms, each with different uh, workshops working. And I went around basically interviewing different people in my local area, you know, about what they do. And it's just kind of crazy to see I don't know, it's just kind of crazy to be like amongst all these people because I don't really think I'm doing anything special. But when you're when you're around all these people talking about these topics and in like a group setting and you're all trying to basically uh, 
not necessarily practice group economics, but like look at the spiritual psycho configuration of people and saying, how can we fix this is very empowering. Um, so that was very, I, I, what I'm trying to say is I wish I could have, I'm wishing that I could have gone back to it again this year, but I think everybody, you know, with the COVID-19 nonsense, we're all wishing we could do things that we couldn't do. Um, so I guess I'm just very humbled and grateful to be a part of that type of, uh, that type of connectivity. Now, psychedelics. <laughs> I want to talk about psychedelics and pharmaceuticals underneath uh, the New Mexico Leaders in Mindfulness Conference because I'm sure there were people that were, that were doing psychedelics, you get me? Another thing that we had talked about last year with, with you, the audience, and with various guest members was the usage of psychedelics. Uh, was the, not necessarily the invasion, but the mainstream introduction of psychedelics as a, a, a potential uh, mental health treatment. Now, my main issue with that, period, is I don't want to I don't want a whole bunch of shroom heads over here halfway tripping every other day, losing their minds thinking they're they're seeing shit that's not there. I think psychedelics are a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong; they're God's gift to the earth. I don't think people should take them all the time, but hey, you know it's it it it's it is what it is. Let me try to reorient a little bit. You know how I, you know how I briefly said right there that we've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks, right? What do you think is going to happen in the next couple oh, weeks, months, going into the years of people that come out of lockdown, people that come out of quarantine, you see? They're going to be messed up. We're already seeing suicides. People are consuming Prozac and all kinds of pharmaceuticals out the yin-yang. What happens whenever they realize it? Look, China makes 80% of our drugs and they're not giving us any more of those drugs. You've effectively turned yourself into an addict with nothing to substitute your cravings. What I'm trying to say is we're going to have a lot of people embracing MDMA, psychedelics, some type of antidepressant, some type of antipsychotic because of this. You get me? And it's going to be charioted as a good thing. But you've got to think, and I've been talking about this since I learned about it, the founder of PayPal, Peter Thiel, has literally invested millions of dollars into the development of magic mushrooms. So why would PayPal want to get into manufacturing magic mushrooms? Let me see if I can try to find them. a recent article on mushrooms because throughout 2019, we had posted countless numbers of articles about not only the study of pharmaceutical, not only the study of psychedelics, but also the gradual implementation into society um, and how they are actually being used as a form of breakthrough therapy. Now, like I said before, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against psychedelics. I think I just know, like, <laughs> I just know how we are. I just know how Americans are. I know human nature. Uh, I know modern society. And psychedelics are supposed to be designed to give you like a deep introspective look, not only into yourself, the study of nature, and more. When you have a lot of people that are purposely taking these drugs to sit up over here and disassociate from reality because, well, they're too. They're, they're, I was going to say they're too scared, they're too afraid, they're too scared, they're too afraid to really look at these things. They think that the psychedelics just gives them the answers, right? Well, that's very... The point I'm trying to make is a very, very delicate one. You get me? And I think that's why I have a hard time like putting it out there to people because I'm not telling people not to take drugs or not to take the psychedelics. 
I'm telling people, don't get, don't get addicted to them like they're Prozac. Don't get addicted to them like they're pharmaceuticals. And I know people say, oh, there's no way that you could. Well, yeah, for sure, there's a way that you could. Even if you don't take pharmaceuticals every single day, you can still have an addiction. And that's what's actually funny uh, is, 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 is Pastor Scott Adams talks about how addiction it plays a huge part in self-pity, right? Because people love to get addicted to feeling sorry for themselves. Oh, oh, Pablacito, oh, mijo. Feel bad for yourself. And drugs like this, right? That opens up the gateway for people to sit up over there and say, well, I feel bad. I need to do these drugs. I don't want to think about my choices in life. I don't want to be held accountable for the things I'm doing. No, mushrooms just give me the drugs. Mushrooms just give me the truth. You know, and so if you guys want to hear more about my thoughts on psychedelics and more, go listen to the four-part eight-hour series I did uh, with Adam Nix and JC Abbott of The Wayfinder Podcast. You will hear me talk about my experiences on mushrooms, some of my opinions, uh, some of my opinions on mushrooms, and more. It's a very real thing. I think what I'm worried about, though, is again our society. We're not. We ain't right right now. Okay, I'm trying to tell you, people are really, really messed up in the brain. You start giving all these people these drugs, you got a 50-50% chance of it actually having the breakthrough experience where they, where, they, where, they, where they have a revelation, right? You got 50% of somebody losing their goddamn mind. It's a sad truth of the matter. Um, and so when it comes to that, again, the mindfulness principles, practicing what's going on, emotional control, mental discipline, willpower, and things like this, psychedelics could be a fantastic tool for you. But I'm really trying to explain to you guys that we don't have a lot of people in society these days that are using these things as introspective uh, uh, tools. You get me? A lot of people don't want to go into the universe. They think they know everything, therefore they don't need to learn anything different. So I've talked about psychedelics throughout the entirety of our show. You guys have definitely heard me talk about it over here with you guys, Instagram Live, uh, a few times. And I just think it's important. Somebody wanted me to talk about it, and there it is. Now, I want to move on to the suicide spirit and spiritual warfare. Um, I, what I should do... Let's play for you guys real quick that clip of all those Karens at Staten Island uh, uh, mask shaming that lady for not having a mask. I'll get to that. But that suicide spirit, that's what I'm going to term it because that's the easiest way for me to not chronicle it, but, but, but be understanding of it. Like last year when I was up over here talking to you guys about the nihilism, the apathy, the denialism, right? how people are just dying inside. They're dying very early. The, 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 the mental atrophy, the spiritual atrophy, right? That's suicide spirit. Something over here saying, kill yourself. Kill yourself. The world's going to end in 12 years. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Don't be a dirtbag or be a dirtbag. Kill yourself, scumbag. That's what I'm going to just call the suicide spirit, right? This year it manifested into what? The coronavirus. So let me get back to, again, this article right here. The high cost of locking down America. We've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. And I'm going to talk about this on this week's episode. Again, the mental health epidemic that is going to come out after this. You're not, people aren't going to see like people get whipped into an emotional frenzy and think, good Lord, I'm afraid to go to the store. People are going to see people, you know, beat people up for storable goods and think, good Lord, do I have enough? There's going to be a mental health epidemic post this post hate to use their terminology but post covid you get me so what is that suicide spirit what is that is it the game is it the guilt is it the shame is it the apathy is it the self pity is it the nihilism what is that suicide spirit 
why don't people want to live? Why are people really okay with this, like, with, with, with this death, this early, early death? <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, like, not to get fired up, I'm trying to be, like, as, uh, as, as concise as I can be, because the only reason you have a lot of people willing to just kill themselves, and, and I'm glad people are understanding that, that the suicide spirit really is a demon. It's a very real thing. Uh, transcendent consciousness, unfortunately, we're only going to be with you guys for an hour this uh, this week. We're not going to be having guests on. We're still in the first hour. I'm still in the first segment of the topics. So uh, I'm sorry we're not going to be having people on in this segment. Next week we will be. Uh, sorry about that. But yes, I do see people in the comments recognizing that uh, demons are a spirit. Suicide is a spirit. Pity, Self-pity is a, is a spirit. Insecurity is a spirit. Doubt is a spirit. All of these different things that are going on in society right now is because we have a lot of people who are not, they're not, they're not well. I can't stress that enough. People are not well. People are sick. And this is a lot of what we talked about last year. People are broken. They're destitute. They've been put down into a position of disenfranchisement. They're no longer empowered. That's why we have a lot of people going along, getting along, putting the, putting the, the, the gloves on and putting the masks. They're scared. That suicide spirit gets in you and it nestles up close to your soul and it rots you from the inside. I really, like I cannot, I cannot promote, uh, like I said before, oh, sorry, Pastor Scott Lamb. I cannot promote his sermon on self-pity more during this time period. Because what I'm telling you that people are broken, people are, people are lost, people are scared, people are hurt, people are not well. Do they want to be well is the real question. Get me? Do they want to be well? If I can work a little bit more down this line right here, the, the, uh, these topics, the division in society, how the current system uh, provokes us to work against each other, I'm going to talk about the shame mob, the virtue signalers, the social justice warriors, these petty tyrants. Do people want to be well? People want to be right. But do they want to be well? And I don't mean well like, oh, I'm a heroin addict. I need to get well. No, I'm not talking like that. I'm saying, do people want to be happy? Do people want to be saved? Do people want to be fired up? Do people want to be happy? Do they want to be well? Not really. Not really. They, they, they want to be empowered, right? With this sense of authoritarianism that where they can go out and mask shame other people, virtue signal to other potentially brainwashed individuals but get back to the core of that do people want to be well like i'm telling you my life these days is a complete 180 from whenever i started all this from the from the chirpies i got towards like the, towards all this stuff that i have like in my life these days i've done a complete 180 from where i'm from 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 where i started and when i tell you that i'm in a good place it's because i did the work to get there a lot of you guys helped me get there with suggestions and more through conversations and various things. The question is this, is do people want to be well? I wanted to be well. I'm addicted to peace. I'm addicted to bliss. I'm addicted to happiness. I've tried to literally eliminate drama-oriented people, all kinds of other things that could cause me hiccups in my life, things that would put me back, things that would regress me, and more. But this, this, this requires a level of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have right now. 
So let's get back to this. The guilt, the shame, the apathy, the self-pity, the nihilism, the suicide spirit, that spiritual warfare. Do people want to get well? When I'm up over here, like getting like a childlike sense of giddiness, reading the book of Jeremiah, that's me trying to share with you the joy that I have. Like, I'm excited. Let me share it with you. These 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 people over here who hate themselves, hate their lives, and all kinds of other stuff, they're gonna go project that fear, that hatred elsewhere, because it's familiar. You see, I try to like you'll hear new agers talk about frequency matching, right? Or frequency locking and things like this. I try to project this, and that's and sometimes it's like naive of me to think that way. I try to project that sense of 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 content of happiness of of of, of fire of, uh, of of being sufficient for yourself i try to project that to people so people understand that's the key society today does not promote this type of thinking in our rapid our rapid moving fast-paced society our instant gratification way we we we, we look we, we operate in that emotional phase where we look to get triggered and get excited about these things because well, your brain's been wired to think that way. You've been given that dopamine hit, as said by the former founder of Facebook, uh, Sean Parker. You see what I'm saying? You gotta think about how a lot of people have been brainwashed. When I try to walk away <laughs> from this influence and this position I've been given, it's because I don't wanna go the way the world is. So the question is this, do people wanna get well? Not really. People are content being sad. This is something I talked about with you guys last week, and I went into more depth on the podcast episode. People want to be validated in their hysteria. They want to be affirmed in their delusions. That's why this week you're already hearing people, the CDC and more, come out and saying, hey, look, looks like we kind of botched this up. The numbers, you know, it's not that bad. Looks like it's uh, less deadly, more contagious. So you guys can all go out. Uh, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam out there, like, sitting on the beach, <laughs> not wearing a mask the hoax is up but because people don't care for the truth they don't seek it they want to be validated in their hysteria so that to answer the question simply no people don't want to be well nope people want to be sick people want to be broken people want to hurt because we've all been taught to be victims it's cute it's cute it's cute to sit up over here and act like they're cucked. It's cute to sit up over here and act like, oh, oh Pablocito, oh, mijo, oh, take care of me, oh, I have to think for myself, oh, I have to look up cures, I have to think, I have to do things, no, I don't want to do that. Big brother, what are you going to do to take care of me? You see how that worked? You see how our delusional thinking led to victimology, led, which, which leads to subservience. Do you see how dangerous this modality is, how dangerous this type of thinking is? You get me? So no, people don't want to be well. People like playing the victim because it's cute. Oh. And all that does to like apex predators tyrants, true people who have toxic masculinity and more, all that does is embolden them to carry out even more destructive acts. That's all it does. Right now, America and the world are experiencing judgment. I think everybody can understand that. 
I want to speak a little bit more on the suicide spirit and spiritual warfare. And then I'll, I'll, I'll switch up into the next segment of topics because when I get up over here and I talk to you guys about the evolution of warfare, that it's no longer bang, bang, shoot them up, you're dead. That it's also spiritual warfare. That it's also uh, uh, psychological warfare. What we're, be, what we're beginning to learn as financial warfare, right? There's the trade war aspect where we're all hurting. And I'm trying to figure out how to address that as well. There's a lot of different aspects to warfare. Uh, me, being the type of strangeling I am, I'm more in that spiritual, emotional, psychological vein to where I can explain these things a little bit differently. So when I talk about this suicide spirit that's out there, that is the nihilism. That's because we're, we're, we're saturated in information. We don't, care for, we don't care to know. We always expect for somebody else to tell us. We, we, we don't learn discernment. We don't think for ourselves. This is very dangerous, you see. And that's why this spirit, the spirit of the world, is telling everybody to go kill themselves. Go out there. Go, go, go destroy yourself. Don't think for yourself. Don't think, hey, I feel better when I was in the sun. Hey, don't, don't think I should, pair, I should probably take vitamins. The spirit of the world wants you to kill yourself, you see. But because so many people are tied into that, so many people crave for a political solution to a deep spiritual problem, they're lost. They'll never be happy. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> there is nothing in politics that will give you life. There is no law that can give you freedom. So why... Why would we clamor for our rights to be taken from the very thing that seeks to take it from us? You see? I hope you've all enjoyed your, 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 your uh, what is it, like almost 60, 70 day tool or 60 or 70 day trial of communism. I hope you've enjoyed it. Because this is what we've always been trying to prevent. People don't understand the, 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 the mindset of these people. And I talked about that, the lockdown zealots, the, 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 the lockdown psychosis that's like coming. And now here it is. Suicide's up. Alcoholism's up. Pharmaceutical consumption's up. Child sex abuse is up. Domestic violence is up. All this stuff. So yes, we need to seek a spiritual solution to this political problem. How much time do I have? I want to uh, speak on the division in society and how uh, the, the, the current system provokes us to work against each other. I think that's very interesting, given what I just said right there. You know, I think the division in society was obviously manufactured to be as such. And I think that's why we are at this point. Uh, that's why you see, and I, and I said this, even whenever I saw the virus in China and I was like, good Lord, Please, dear God, don't let me think. Don't, I, I pray COVID-19 doesn't come over here because we are so polarized these days that we're going to politicize this virus instead of prioritizing, right? Prioritizing solutions. Guess what? We politicize the virus. And now we've got, I think, what, like over 100,000 deaths so far or coming up on 100,000 deaths. And while you may feel however you feel about the virus, these are still people's lives. Um, perfect example is this, somebody very close to me, uh, was working in one of the healthcare areas. I'll just say that. And even the healthcare workers are beginning to, to expose this and say, look, this is, this is bull crap. People are dying inside of their, inside of their rooms and family members can't see them. This is atrocious. What are you doing? So even the, even, 
even the people that are supposed to be upholding this hoax aren't. You get me? The priests, the, the, the priests of this whole healthcare thing, right? The scientific dictatorship, the priests, the, 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 the nurses, the doctors, even these people are explaining, hey, look, this is a hoax. We can't go along with this. We're treating people like crap. They're not getting the help they deserve. The division society was definitely manipulated to be as such. That's why you have, and, 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 and I'm working on it, not calling all these people to like to do the name and shame and the mask shaming Karens, but you, but you see this obvious polarization taking place, this obvious division. There are aspects of it too, you know, where, where, where it's ageist. You know, it's where it's like, oh, let the old folks stay over there, or better yet, let's hurry up and kill all the old folks so we can get back to work. Like, it's crazy. Some of the things that are going on and some of the talking points that are being talked about with this coronavirus, what this is doing is literally bringing out all of these people's authoritarian and tyrannical motives. You see, how the current system provokes us to work against each other. Who's working with each other? And I will, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest, you know, with COVID-19, I didn't do a whole lot of guests and interviews as much as I would like to. I think that's why I got up over here with you guys and talk with the followers of the show. But who, who's working with people? What can we work with when people are this polarized? And you, you, add, you add the virus to the mix. People are afraid to even shake hands. That's what I was saying beforehand, that this prolonged engagement in social distancing, all it does is create an anti-human mental schism. This is very dangerous, dude. So when, so when people already inherently didn't want to work together because they've been polarized, they've been separated even farther because of this, what things bring us together? You would think, good Lord, why are we even talking about solutions? How can that not bring us together? <laughs> the division in society was definitely manufactured for such. The same way that they took all of these jobs from people upwards of up close to close to 40 million Americans without jobs just for them to say well we'll release contact tracing jobs if you don't want to work at your old job you can come work for us it's it's been manufactured that way you get me that's how it works the division in society I feel like it's definitely gonna it's definitely going to grow that's the sad part you know, I want to speak a little bit about these shame mobs, the virtue signalers, the social justice warriors, and these petty tyrants. You know, that's why I got up over here this week and wear and wore the uh, the mask. You get me? Because <laughs> what's happening now is you're seeing people, as I said before, that want to be validated in their hysteria, validated in their delusions, and they and they want the power that comes with thinking. Oh, I'm I'm doing my part. I'm I'm doing public safety uh, work. I'm making sure everybody else is okay. You see how, how that's, again, that virtue signaling mindset. What gives you the right to think that you can tell me what to do? Are you not up here? Is your money, it, are your greenbacks not the same? What gives you the right? And because people have been bought, they, they bought into this, they're wearing their mask, they have their gloves, well, why don't you? You see that social pressure aspect behind it? You see? The very same way that Joy Behar and Hillary Clinton says these lockdown protesters, these armed lockdown protesters are terrorists. You see how your freedoms have become dangerous to slaves. Let me see if I can pull this clip up for you guys real quick. 
pull this clip up for you. It's a couple seconds long. It's of that supermarket in Staten Island. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can do it proper. I'll just go ahead and read the what you call it. I'll go ahead and read the caption, and then I'll play the quick video for you guys. Uh, but this is of this is that video of people in Staten Island basically shaming a lady for not wearing a mask. Now I can see how in New York that would become a huge thing, but if this if this level of if this infection of authoritarianism begins to creep across the country, we are going to be in for we're going to be in for a shit show. And that's why we have to fight this at every single turn. Not only exposing Bill Gates, exposing Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, exposing Bill Gates' ties to the World Health Organization, the NIH, the CDC, and more. That's why we have to expose these people because you have a lot of people that have been whipped into this emotional and, and this emotional frenzy that again need to feel like they're validated for overstepping, like real talk, like, oh, and I think everybody that's commenting gets that, dude. You try this stuff with anybody else, like they're gonna get in your face, but that's the thing about the mob mentality, that shame mob mentality. Let me read a little bit of this and then I'll, I'll play the footage for you guys. Uh, it says that there is footage out of Staten Island that shows a woman being driven out of a grocery store by an angry mob because she's not wearing a mask. The clip shows the woman surrounded by other shoppers as they yell and cuss at her, saying, quote, get the fuck out, get out. The crowd screams at the woman while pointing towards the, e towards the exit. Quote, the viral video is a part of a wave of social shaming on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media sites aimed at people not wearing their masks in public places. This is reported by Newsweek. Uh, so let's play, let's play this and then we'll continue on. Now, for me, it's almost disgusting to literally see people carry on in that fashion. It is disgusting. Like, it makes my skin crawl seeing people whipped into this type of frenzy because they're, like, because they, they, they feel validated to do so. Like, like, think about this, dude. This is another person. This is another human being. This is somebody's daughter or somebody's mom, man. And you can't sit up over here and call it like a dumbass, blah, 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 or something, something, blah, blah, blah. But again, this is that, that, that social shaming. You get me? They need to be validated in their hysteria. That's why this is so dangerous. Let me get back to these topics. The shame moms, the virtue signals, the social justice warriors, these petty tyrants. These people are going to be the very same people that sign up for contact tracing. That's the easiest way to say it. These people are going to be emboldened by this event. And saying, you know what? How dare she? How dare she? Uh, um, how dare she expose others? You get me? That's what's so dangerous about this. Because while you have somebody like me over here trying to break this thing down, you guys expose this, get you back to normal, maybe think about things, build your up, build up your health. You know, maybe get your spirit right a little bit, provide you with storable goods, uh, CBD oil, you know, water filtration units, all this other stuff. You got other people on the other side that don't want to hear none of that. Who see me over here trying to do what I'm doing and they laugh at me. <laughs> they say, EJ, you'll never, you'll never save them. 
You'll never save them. You, you, you have people who know probably as much as I do and more who are using this situation to say, it's about time. I was waiting for you guys to call. I was waiting for things to get so bad that a sick and wicked degenerate person like myself could use this opportunity to begin to exalt myself over others. That's what you have to understand. When I get up over here and talk about the Satanists, the Luciferians, the technocrats, the occultists, all these different type of people, again, the virtue signalers, all these different type of people who, who, who would look for this information, look for this situation to become who they've always wanted to become. <laughs> this is it. So yeah, you're going to have angry shoppers chasing a woman from a grocery store for not wearing a mask. Yeah, because that's, that's the new normal. That's why this is so dangerous, you see. And it comes down to, again, the mental aspect of people, that psycho-spiritual configuration. People aren't well. No one in their right mind would say, let me, let, let me yell at this woman. Let me yell at another human being. Oh, I'm emboldened by this crowd of people behind me. Let me, let, let me because I have been chosen, to break, to break the social mold. Precisely, it's herd mentality. It's utter insanity. It's acting like a petty tyrant. No one elected these people, but because they've, oh, they watched the news, bro. I, I watched the news. I'm woke. You shouldn't come in here without a mask. Your, you see how that happens? Your rights disappeared because they are better than you. You see how they created a whole separate social class now to where we're dirty humans. We're dirty humans for not wearing a mask. Not that guy over there though. That guy over there that wears a, a little glove to touch the keypad at the gas station. Nope, not that guy. That guy over there, mm-hmm. That's a god right there. But you see, that's that elitism. That's that ex exalta uh, exaltation where they put themselves above you. That elitism where they think they're better than you. That's what this COVID-19 has done. It's, it's really shown people uh, where they are for who they are. So the division in society was definitely manufactured for this. You see, like you gotta think about it guys. Now you got all these people who love government. They don't wanna expose government. They don't wanna expose the deep state. They don't wanna expose corrupt government. They don't wanna expose all the, uh, all the, all the ties. They don't want that. They wanna cozy up next to government, you get me? All those protests, people saying, give me my rights back. You know, we're, we're taking this country back. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's now been satanically inverted to where people want their rights taken. And that's what's so dangerous about that. So I'll say this and then I'll, I'll move on to the next, the next topic. You know, people really have to understand that the truth, this virus has infected us with authoritarianism and the truth can can excise it real quick. That's the problem. They're trying to suppress truth. They're trying to engage in censorship, misinformation, campaigns against uh, uh, influencers and the like. That's why I wouldn't get up over here and talk about having to operate on different platforms to get the message out because they don't want people to think about this. You do two seconds to research and digit, digging, you're going to find the answers. And that's what, that's what happens. Truth spreads like a wildfire. This virus... It's infecting us with authoritarianism. It's just, it's crazy, you know. 
because I posted up about how there's going to be bright blackouts in the summer of COVID-19, specifically in California due to California power, glass and, uh, power gas, and electric. And I guess I, I guess I, I, I worry because I'm like, when is the purge coming? Like, let's just keep it a thousand. When is the purge coming? With, with, with the constant polarization, the constant dehumanization, the constant just demonization of humanity. When is the purge coming? It's just crazy. The next topic is uh, why our country is slowly becoming like China. And that's because of this lockstep globalism that we see happening right now. That's why every day that we have right now, it's, it's, it's borderline a blessing. And why people are beginning to rediscover the importance of freedom, individual freedom, sovereignty, personal freedom, medical freedom, just the word freedom, period. Because in this society that we have today, of authoritarianism, of control, of manipulation, of coercion, right? There is no freedom. That's what I'm saying. I hope you have all enjoyed your 60 plus day trial version of communism. Are you beginning to figure out that you have to fight for your freedoms? That's why we're still dealing with the narrative of the Michigan lockdowns, protests, right? Because somebody somewhere decided to take a step. And now that's something that they have to deal with. But because we don't have more people taking steps, right? They're not dealing with us. We're becoming passive. And like I said before, with Joy Behar and, uh, uh, and um, with Joy Behar and Hillary Clinton, those protesters in Michigan fighting not only for my rights but yours, those people are considered terrorists to Hillary Clinton. And Joy Behar, you're a terrorist for fighting for your freedoms, but. You know, in a weird way, she's not wrong because one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. I'll say that one more time. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. So why would Hillary Clinton say, say such things? You've got to understand the very sophisticated mindset of everything that's going on. Our country slowly becoming like China is because of that thing, is, is, is because of lockstep, is because of globalism. You know, I think that's why I tripped out whenever I started looking at the contact tracing HR 6666 and how they have the ability to disappear people. Because whenever we saw this initial outbreak happen in China, I said the only way that this could happen in America is because, oh, this could, I was like, oh, snatching, grabbing people up off the street, that could only happen in a communistic country where they're more obedient and, you know, that's the kind of culture and they can do that. Fast forward to May of 2019, and we now have what? Contact tracers brought to you by the CGI, the Clinton Global Initiative. That's crazy. Our country becoming like China is very dangerous with the institutional social credit scores, contact tracers, uh, 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 silencing dissenters, the surveillance state, uh, uh, government being more powerful than the church, right? Government having the ability to, 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 to give you your rights, government becoming God, that's dangerous. That's authoritarianism. Throughout 2018 into 2019, I had reported, and thank God, one of the last things I had covered came from the Free Thought Project where they talked about just, just, just the manipulation of the church in China, the kidnapping of Muslims, of Uyghurs, uh, the imprisoning of, 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 of Christians, of Buddhists, Falun Gong. And now we have that here. How far are we from preachers and pastors being jailed for simply wanting to share their faith? 
And I know you'll have people over here saying, oh, well, they should just share their faith at home. Oh, blah, 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 blah. If that's the case, maybe I should just go find a different platform. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Again, there is no law that can give you your freedom. These people cannot give you the rights that you were inherently born with. Get me? Our country slowly becoming like China is a very dangerous thing. Silencing dissenters, disappearing people, censoring information, <laughs> borderline begging Trump as if we are as if we are the citizens of North Korea to do something about it. See how dangerous this is. This is that socioeconomic reformation, that socio-political reformation that we've always been talking about. And it's here in front of us. And it's happening at warp speed, to use Trump's term. It's happening at warp speed because they have a certain window. That's, they have a certain window to let all this crap happen. That's why it's already being exposed. The minute they put it up, it's already being exposed. They only have a certain window to carry out whatever the hell it is they're trying to carry out. And that's why they can't have people like ourselves over here posting about these things, waking people up, having conversations about this stuff, presenting information, having doctors on, having researchers on, having lawyers on, having people that do the shit. They can't have that because they need they, they need that totalitarian control. That's why regardless of even if, regardless of the truth coming out, the virus is less deadly than you think, that you won't, that you will survive. People don't want to hear that. People literally don't want to hear that. They, they, they want to go in this way. They like the idea of having that control, of having that dominion, of having that uh, uh, power over people, you see. And I think that's what, that's, I, I think if anything, that's what worries me at my core, is thinking about how we have so many people who are frothing at the mouth for this type of power to disappear people, frothing at the mouth to, 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 to censor and get rid of their 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 um, get rid of their opponents. You would think with some, you would think that people would be a little bit more civil. That that type of stuff could only happen like in a um, in a second world country or a second status country or something like that. Yet here it is today. The very same people over there getting radicalized on Twitter, talking to you about how you should stay at home, believe all the scientists, believe all of this, believe all of that. These are gonna be these are gonna be the the, the 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 new parents, the new propagandizers. Because a lot of this stuff is being exposed as fast as it's happening. And there's no way that it can continue, so they have to figure out another way to carry out the agendas. And the best way for them to carry out the agendas is to have useful idiots. Is to create puppets. Is to have like operatives that will carry out the things that they need. That's why they put, <laughs> that's why they put, um, what's her name? Greta Thunberg over there on CNN with Anderson Cooper because they need that climate change narrative. You see. Our country's slowly becoming like China. It really does worry me. Uh, shucks, we're running out of time. I got a couple more minutes left. I wanted to talk about the socioeconomic reformation, the socio-political reformation, how the cabal is connected, ID2020, cashless society, Trump and big tech, reducing 5G radiation exposure, protecting ourselves, as well as these human resonance spiking. I don't think I'll have time to talk appropriately about any one of those things. Any one of those things.
Victoria or Victor Coria asks, how do we stop this? You don't go along. I remember I went to a protest in September where I ran into my local Antifa and my local fascists and my local, uh, my local witches too. And I remember after I got done with the protest, cause it was like a handful of guys, you know, at least like five, six, 10, maybe 15 of us at that total versus like a, a mob of like 150 to 200 people. And they're all just trying different things to just like knock us off of our game. And I remember after we got done with that protest, because before we left, we had like kneeled down and prayed and had the flags over us. It was super cool. And we finished the protest, we came home. And I remember some crazy stuff happened at the protest. I almost got arrested. Somebody bashed out a window while we were there. Guns were pulled, it was crazy, but um, I remember when we came home from the protest, I was so proud of hanging with those boys. And I got up over here on the show, I think on Fellowship and Freedom, and I talked about how everybody has to have a line in the sand, whatever it is, pedophilia, drag queen story time, child sex trafficking, chemtrails, you know, COVID-19, whatever, whatever it is, everybody has a line in the sand. Art, like, my, like morality, exists whenever you draw the line somewhere. I think that was said by G.K. Charleston. Everybody's got a line somewhere. How do you stop this? You stop going along with it. Me getting up over here playing cute, wearing this mask, that's me being cute. Me getting up over here providing you with an array of solutions, that's not being cute. You don't go along to get along. You're gonna have to resist and you're gonna be tested. But if you go along because, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna bust the system. Well, you're, you're basically condoning it. Silence is compliance. You have to fight back. How do we stop this? You begin to start looking at solutions. I wouldn't sit up over here and have all these solutions if I didn't try to fight this, if I wasn't trying to stop this. So I'll leave it at that. Everybody has a line somewhere. You've got to figure out where you want to draw yours. I got 45 seconds left. And I just want to say, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, guys, I hope you're using this time to build yourself up. Don't fall prey to the wiles of the devil. Understand that everything happens for a reason happens for you, not to you. But that's what I got for you guys. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noizero, Freedom Faction, out.